Hello, everyone, and welcome to another special edition of the High Ground Podcast from U.S. Army Space and Missile Defense Command. I'm Ronald Bailey. Today, we're talking money, all its different forms, and how we manage it to support SMDC's various missions and also to be good stewards of the taxpayers' money. And that means we'll be talking to folks from our G8 budget office. Today, I'm fortunate to have Colonel Sam Glover, SMDC's own G8, in the office. And on the phone, we have Farah Eckwurzel, a budget analyst from the mighty G8 team here at SMDC. Colonel Glover, can you introduce yourself briefly and give us a little background so the folks can get to know you a little? Yes, good afternoon. I'm Colonel Sam Glover, a United States Army soldier and uh, currently a finance comptroller. But uh, I've had one of those unique journeys that I've been both enlisted and also uh, career as an Army aviation officer, a senior aviator at that. Got a chance to uh, fly both the Black Hawk TH-67 and also the uh, OH-58. So just a great opportunity training students and flying and protecting our nation. Thank you, sir. Now, Farah, you are a budget analyst. Is that the correct term? And I know there is a civil service series number that goes along with that. That's correct, Ron. A 560 budget analyst. So what did your career path look like? Did you start out as a budget analyst or did you progress from something else into that? So I joined the Department of the Army Civilian Service in 2011 as a budget, budget analyst intern with the Army Contracting Command located in Warren, Michigan. Prior to that, I was working as a human resources officer as a soldier for a civil affairs unit. Okay, great. Colonel Glover, back to you for a couple of minutes. G8s are well represented across virtually every Army organization above brigade levels. What do you consider the most interesting or difficult about what the SMDC G8 team has to deal with that maybe isn't the same with other general officer level organizations? This couched against uh, the fact that we're a multi-compo. We have three operational brigades, a center of excellence, a technical center that focuses on science and technology. And as an Army Service Component Command, all this is literally scattered across the planet in 23 locations in 11 time zones. You know, the great thing about it is, uh, you know, being an Army soldier, I've worked everything from a platoon leader all the way up to a company commander through the division and the core levels. So to be here at SMDC and have special operation experience, uh, this is sort of like a, a special operations unit, being that uh, you have the great opportunity to uh, deal with the tactical warfighters, but you also get a chance to uh, help with uh, technology as far as our tech center, as well as work with our center of excellence as far as the education. But particularly being multi-compo of having both operations, reserve, as well as active duty. So that piece is exciting, but then you add being able to fund astronauts on top of that, it's a pretty cool venture. But I would like to say our mission as comptrollers here with an SMDC is pretty exciting as well. Most comptroller units you'll have is a budget person uh, that deals with budget, chief team somewhere between five to seven people, and you may have a accounting team as well too. But the great thing about our SMDC team is we have not only the budget and accounting team, but we also have a POM team, a force structure, a uh, resource management and systems team as well, as well as we have a contract division. Uh, all of these are very pivotal because they allow you to streamline the process so you have one-stop shopping when it comes to finance professionals taking care of the mission, and we're really excited about that. You talked about the different divisions in G8, but how is that broken down by the type of personnel who actually fill those positions? Are you mostly military, civilian, contractor? What's that balance look like for SMDC G8? 
the big thing is we try to make sure that we bring a team and family atmosphere in it. So we're blended in with a few military, two or three, uh, about 40 plus uh, civilians, and we have uh, somewhere between four to five uh, contractors. So we have a mix there. And like I said before, we've got our six to seven uh, divisions that we have when you start dealing with the accounting, palm, the force structure, the budget accounting, as well as the uh, policy division as well too. So when you add all that together, an amazing team of all-stars, but it adds that one-stop, one-shop approach that we talk about to get the mission done for the warfighters. G8 is at the general officer level. For lower echelon units, such as battalions, companies, detachments, staff sections, and so on, they probably don't deal with the G8 in a holistic manner. But I'm guessing they might deal with some of those teams and team members within G8. Which team would you say is really on the front lines with those smaller units? And what other teams would people from small units and staff be connecting with and why? Well, you know, the face of our organization in many cases is our budget analysts. And you'll get a chance to touch base with our budget analysts later on, Ms. Farah, that'll provide some more details. But the great thing about that budget analyst is, is their interaction day to day with either the G4 or with someone on the staff that's trying to get something paid for. So that's just a snippet in reference to the great updates that she'll be able to provide. But let me tell you about some of the other portions of our organization and what they provide. So of course, I talked about our RMSAP, which is Resource Management Systems and Policy Division. What our RMSAP team deals with, both our auditing, systems, and policy, uh, they focus and are dedicated towards our travel, making sure that people have their travel qualifications, our risk management policies that take place there, our inspections. So trying to understand where your money's going and making sure it's audit ready is always pivotal. But we always wanna take care of our folks when they travel because usually in most cases, travel has to be closed out in five days and I always wanna foot stomp that there so we can make sure that as leaders, we take care of our folks and make sure they're paid. Our accounting team makes sure that not just this year, but in the past year, we make sure we put quality obligations on the books. But one of the things the accounting team does is uh, touch base with our government purchase card partnership with ACC Contracting here at both at Redstone and in Colorado. Our next division sort of deals with contracting. The contracting team, if you need to set or do a contract, a lot of times you may be a little scared about how the contract would work. I've never done a contract before. I'm new to the organization. And you could be a contract representative or a COR. So this really allows them to get a clarity, understanding, and know that we've got the first class customer service to set them up for success. And then uh, we've got the four structure team, which is the RMF team. As you touch base with them, the great thing about their organization, if you want to have spaces and places, so the human resource or the G1, they will take care of the current people that are assigned to your organization. But if you want to have the four structure or the people in the future, and to make sure that they actually have a slot, that's where our four structure team comes in. So that helps set the organization up for success. Farah, Colonel Glover mentioned that budget analysts are kind of the face of G8, one of the primary teams that individuals and units within SMDC deal with. I'm also guessing that uh, you work with outside organizations to do some of that coordination. Who is it that you deal with? You know, who are your primary portfolios or customers? So budget analysts primarily Listen at myself specifically, I primarily internally work with the G6 communications team and also the G3 operational team as well to fund a lot of their uh, requirements. And in addition, I work to execute the requirements for the cyber fusion team and also just working with other customers on a day-to-day -day basis. Example could be Big Army, the Air Force Command, working with the National Guard Bureau 
and also dealing with the Missiles Defense Agency located at Redstone Arsenal. You came to us here at SMDC this past summer from another Army organization on Redstone, where you also served as a budget analyst, but you did so right smack in the middle of COVID and teleworking. Transitioning from one organization to another always has some challenges and a learning curve, even if you are doing essentially the same job. How did that transition work for you, considering the unique nature of the SMDC command and its wide array of missions and organizations? Well, I think those first couple of weeks or months was was a very challenging time. I had to utilize my previous training experience and knowledge and incorporate that into the SMDC way of doing business. I'm a trained and budget analyst, and I just basically need to understand how to apply that knowledge to the SMDC processes. Being able to just do that same thing from other organizations, I had to learn how to incorporate that within the SMDC. Farah, is it fair to assume that many of your customers are not people who have a background in finance, but have some other role or additional duty within their normal job that requires them to interact with finance, such as government purchase cards, spending plans for their organizations, things of that nature? And what do they generally need help with? So I would say 50-50 with finance people being the 50 and the other half are the people who have an additional duty as a government purchase card, credit card holder, that are not familiar with the color of money to use on purchase requisitions or additional supporting documentation that's required for those purchase requisitions. Colonel Glover, in any occupation or business, there are always some commonly held misconceptions or misunderstandings. For military pilots, as an example, all they do is fly all day, every day, which is far from the truth. What do you believe is the most common misconception or misconceptions about the function of G8? So uh, the wild rumor, I think, particularly when it comes to finance and comptrollers, we take care of funding the mission of SMDC, Space and Missile Defense Command, and its personnel operationally. Uh, But when you deal with mill pay, That deals with our finance depots that take place here. And most folks will have a one-stop shop or somewhere that deals with local finance. And they help you both PCS and do some of your in-processing to our organization. But uh, that mill pay is usually taken care of by that finance office. Uh, But when it comes to a TDY, we would make sure that we make sure operationally that you supported us on operation and you get paid for that operation. Uh, When you look at trying to take care of adding some type of new system or program added to our organization. You know, our organization may have uh, tanks, so we don't pay for the tank because a program manager would do that. Same thing when it took place with a satellite. But what we would pay for is the operational support or we would pay from the standpoint of any system or thing that we may add to it to try to add mission capability to our unit to take care of our warfighters. So just some of those misconceptions there that automatically people will think. And that's why our partnership with uh, our ASALT brothers in reference to the acquisition side is very, very pivotal because that program is different from the O&M maintenance that it takes to, to either pay for the gas or maintenance or supplies for the tank or pieces of equipment. Farah, I'd like to throw that misconception question over to you, but turn the tables a little bit. Earlier, you talked about the type of questions or concerns you're asked by many of your customers who don't have a background in finance and how you help them with that. What can they do or what do they need to know to make that process better? That's a great question, Ron. 
So I want to say that there are three things I would advise to these non-finance customers. One, take the fiscal law or appropriation class to further your knowledge on the different colors of money and the legal ramifications behind using those colors of money. Two, making sure the non-finance personnel are legally protected in making the proper budget decisions and actions. And three, being able to network with your G8 folks on a day-to-day basis and understanding what they do. Colonel Glover, COVID-19 was a game changer for the way we as an organization and the Army do business. If nothing else, it has perhaps taught us that a significant portion of the workforce can conduct their duties through telework. With that, do we have the potential for cost savings now and in the future? Could that make our physical workspace footprint smaller and perhaps save money? Well, you know, as a comptroller, that's one of the things that I'm always going to look at from that standpoint. We really have to ask ourselves from a footprint size, when you look at every single section within the organization, uh, we have something called the G2, which is the intelligence team, and our G3, which is operations. Clearly, there's probably a lot more of their personnel that probably have to be in the building to take care of mission requirements. We really have to look through things through a different lens, and if we can leverage technology, I think it will really uh, leverage how we can have more funds available to get at operational requirements if done correctly. If you couldn't do your mission with more money or more people, how would you do it and how would you do it more efficiently? And I think that that's one of the things that COVID-19 has really awakened us to in reference to leveraging technology to get the job done. COVID and telework weren't everything in 2020. What else did your GA team focus on this past year? You know, one thing that really spent a lot of energy and time this year has been on our cost management model. And the reason why we did that particularly was the fact of making not just our dollars go further and longer uh, based on the ruthless prioritization guidance set by the CG. Uh, But the big thing was trying to empower the customer, understanding that leaders as well as our, our service members have the power to make good financial management decisions, whether the G8 is around or not. So, and that dealt with anything from personnel pay as far as our civilians, from regular contracts to supplies and logistics to training. So we wanted to make sure all these areas were fully understood because you know those purchases allows them to make sure that they make good financial decisions, not just for the organization, but so they understand how to manage money as well too and to make sure that they make good decisions, particularly with the investment that Congress and the American people have made to us. So they know that we're doing the right thing through good stewardship practices. Okay, I need to start wrapping the episode up here, but I have a couple more quick questions. Farah, here's a big one. Why does what you do as a budget analyst and a member of the SMDC G8 team matter to the Army and SMDC? If the G8 didn't exist or y'all didn't do your jobs well, how would the Army and SMDC suffer? So, Ron, we need to be able to fund and execute the requirements in order for the warfighter to accomplish the mission ultimately, right? And then what I mean by obligating is the government legally obligating resources or support, you know, without us and managing money, support services will not be provided. The mission will not be completed. And there's an additional comment I wanna add to this, cost savings. We have to be able to provide guidance for cost savings, getting that same product at a lower price. Okay, last word still to you, Farah. Finance is something generally way off most people's radar and not something looked upon as necessarily very exciting. 
But I have to say how much I've enjoyed listening to both your and Colonel Glover's excitement and passion for the finance mission. To that point, what excites you about it? What makes you want to get up every morning and do what you do? Okay, what gets me uh, going in the morning is, you know, being able to get online and communicate with all of my customers around the world and the soldiers, being able to collaborate with soldiers and the non-finance people to getting the problem solved, the mission accomplished, networking every day with so many customers and work to solving the problem. And ultimately this builds army readiness around the world. And that's what excites me.